Welcome to the It Gets Easier podcast. My name's Heather, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor that also has anxiety and panic attacks. I'm super passionate about helping people work through the struggles that come with having mental illness. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some of my own experiences with mental health, as well as some tools, tips, and tricks that I've learned to help not only myself, but some of the clients I've worked with. So if you're ready for some real talk about mental health that's going to help you feel a little less alone in this crazy world, then let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the It Gets Easier podcast. I'm Heather. I'm super excited that you're here. And this episode is going to be focused on burnout. Why? Because I'm, if I'm being honest, I've been feeling really burnt out and I kind of like, I like to use this platform to talk about things going on in my life right now and also to figure out like while I'm doing this in real time, finding ways that are helpful for me to work through this burnout, but also just to kind of like explore it and talk about things I know other people are going through as well. Burnout is something that everybody goes through at some point in their life, whether it be with work, whether it be with people you live with family members, friends, whatever, we all get burnt out. And I think it's super important to know what burnout can look like and how to work through it when you are having it. So like I said, before we kind of deep dive into burnout and like the ways we can help with it, I want to give you an idea of what burnout is and what it can look like. So did my, re- did my little doodly-doo research for you guys. WebMD defines burnout as a form of exhaustion caused by constantly feeling swamped. It's a result of excessive and prolonged emotional, physical, and mental stress. In many cases, burnout is related to one's job, which I think anybody that has like a stressful job, you know, you get, can get burnt out very quickly. And I think it's super important to recognize when you're getting burnt out. Like I said, we're going to talk about this in, in a minute. But WebMD also identifies three types of burnout, overload, underchallenged, and neglect. When I was re- first read that, I'm bringing this up because when I first looked into it and kind of wanted to get some stuff for the topic for the episode, I was like, I didn't realize there could be three different types of burnout. I figured burnout was usually just like, I'm super stressed. Like, you wouldn't think that there'd be different types, but I feel like I want to talk about those. So first is the overload burnout, which I think is kind of the one we're all used to knowing, which is overload burnout happens when you work so hard to the point that you're frantic trying to succeed. I think we all do this. I think we all get to this point where we're like, we're working so hard, working so hard because we want to do things well, that we tend to... not decrease we tend to like neglect other parts of our lives and I think that's super important to like recognize that and overload burnout I guess it happens when you're working hard you're trying to succeed you're basically working yourself to the point where like your body a lot of times this is what happens to people is people work to the point where they can't work anymore because their body starts to break down they start to get sick all those different things so then there's the underchallenged burnout, which happens when you feel underappreciated and bored at your job. When this happens, you may start to distance yourself from your job, become cynical, and avoid responsibilities. I can't, I think we've all maybe felt this way at our job. Sometimes we feel like we're underappreciated. We feel like maybe we're bored and we're just like, I can do more. And I'm not being given that opportunity. So sometimes that can be underchallenged burnout. Then there's neglect burnout, which happens when you feel helpless at work. You may feel incompetent or unable to keep up with your responsibilities if things aren't going right. 
This can also cause you to doubt your skills, talents, and accomplishments. I think, raise your hands, I think all of us have probably felt that at some point. I think we all can get to those points in our lives and in our jobs where neglect, burnout happens. You just feel like, I can't do anything right. When you can do things right, it's just you get so stressed and so overwhelmed with so much going on that you feel like you can't keep up with it all. So we've got the three types down. So what are some symptoms of burnout? What does it look like? Chronic fatigue is the first one. Chronic fatigue, you're just super tired. You're exhausted. You're like, it's the thing is you're not just exhausted mentally. You're exhausted physically, mentally, all of the above. You're just like, you never feel fully rested because your brain's constantly just like on like overload and it's like every time you put something more in, your brain's just like, I can't take any more in. And it's just stressed out and like, ah. <laughs> then there's insomnia. Insomnia, if you've never heard the word before, insomnia is basically like where you cannot sleep at night. You have trouble sleeping. And it's not like the typical like trouble sleeping or maybe like it takes you like 15 minutes to fall asleep. No, insomnia is like where it can take you hours to fall asleep, hours to, hours to fall asleep, and then you have struggles staying asleep. I have insomnia. Insomnia, like, it's gotten better throughout the years. But, like, at times, so, like, my insomnia is terrible. I'm like, I can't sleep because my brain is just, like, going, 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 going a mile a minute. Or it's just, like, my brain doesn't want to shut off. Then there's forgetfulness. You're forgetting to do simple things or forgetting things that you normally would know because your mind is so overloaded with all of these things and so stressed out that it's really not trying to remember anything else. Your brain's pretty much on like panic mode. And it's like, I, I imagine this is like your brain has all the little worker people running around and it's like, ah, on fire and they don't know what to keep. So they're like throwing, like you can be getting new stuff in and it's like, I don't want this and throwing it out. And just like, it's really panicked. That's what I'm imagining. Headaches or chest pain, headaches and chest pain. I've had this headaches. I get headaches all the time, not just because I get migraines, but I tend to get more headaches and migraines when I'm stressed out because your brain just is like, that's your brain's way of being like, dude, like you need to calm down. You need to chill. You need to just like hold it, move it down a little. And then chest pain, chest pain a lot of times comes from when we're stressed or when we're anxious. You're not taking enough deep breaths and you're like, you're putting pressure on your chest because it's pretty much like compressed in a way. So you have to be mindful of that. And like when you do start to feel so dry, if you're just being like, maybe just take a minute, take some deep breaths, just like, and like notice and see if that helps. Nine times out of 10, it's normally going to help. If it doesn't go to the hospital, you may be having a heart attack. Like, I don't, that'd be my advice. I'm not a doctor though. Like I said, a lot of times, at least with me, if you're feeling anxious, your chest starts to tense up. And a lot of times it's because you're not getting enough oxygen in. Or your your heart and stuff is moving so fast that it's not getting full breaths in. So you can, like I said, sometimes you have to take those moments, just take the deep breaths in and out, and it tends to calm yourself down. Increased illness. When you are burnt out, you are more susceptible to illness. I'm going to say this later. You are more susceptible to illness. You're more likely to get sick because your body is so burnt out and broken down. That it's just like, it can't take anymore. So it's just like, it's getting in stuff that normally wouldn't get in. Loss of appetite. Loss of appetite. Basically, you're just like, you're not hungry. You're just kind of like, meh, I'm not really hungry. You're just, a lot of that comes down to too when you're burnt out, you start to feel depressed. And a lot of times when people are depressed, 
things that usually give them happiness don't bring them happiness. So it's the same thing here. You're so stressed out that just like some of the things that normally bring you happiness don't bring you happiness. Like maybe you usually love getting something to eat. You're not going to have an appetite. You're just like, I'm not hungry. I'm just so stressed out. I'm not hungry. I get that way when I'm anxious. I am just like, whenever I'm anxious, I'm so just like, I feel sick. And then I'm like, I'm not really hungry. So I tend to not eat much when I'm anxious. The next one is cynicism. I can never say that word. Cynicism? Cynic. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to say cynical. You become very cynical to the point where you don't trust what people are saying. You don't trust anybody. You don't trust anyone's motives. You just think everybody has the worst out in them. So you tend to be very cynical and just like everything's going to suck. Then there's frustration towards work and coworkers. This is obviously for burnout if it's work burnout. You're going to, and the thing is, frustration may not even be, like I said, you're, maybe your burnout's at home. You're going to be burnt out and you're going to take your frustration out on family members, maybe on friends. And that's like a lot of times what we do. Like, and that leads with the increased irritability. You are just so irritated. Everything sets you off. And it may not even be the one thing that the person did. It could be a bunch of stuff that builds up. And then that one little thing is the thing that sets you off. And then loss of interest in activities. Like I said, I kind of mentioned that before. A lot of times that comes from the depression side of it. Because burnout, I think, also is like is like a minor form of depression. This isn't like, burnout's not an official, like, web, not a WebMD, an official, like, DSM diagnosis. So it's not like something that you can be officially diagnosed with. But to me, it seems like a form of depression. But it's like an anxiety, like stressful depression, if that makes sense. So I'm going to talk like now I want to go into like some of my own experiences with burnout and like how burnout can be helped, like can be helped with different things. So my experiences with burnout is like I remember... Like, I'm trying to think, like, a lot of my burnout, I remember being when I was in grad school. Grad school was super, super stressful. I just remember constantly feeling overwhelmed and just like, oh my god, I can't do anything. I remember just being like, I had headaches all the time. I was just like really irritable. I remember like the littlest things would set me off because I was also super anxious at the time. So it was kind of like, it was like a double whammy. I was burnt out. I was anxious. And just like, I remember little things would just set me off. So it's one of those things too. And also like in different jobs that I've had, I get really burnt out because like when you're with somewhere for a while, you get super down. And I think another thing that really works against me is I'm the type of person when I have a job, like... I never take an appropriate amount of time off. I'm someone that like, if I take time off, I feel guilty about it. So I will only take like a day or two off and I have to go back because I'm like, I don't like, I feel like I'm missing things or I feel guilty because there's other stuff I need to be doing. And especially when I work in a like the mental health care field, I constantly have this feeling of like, I can't take too much time off because so-and-so needs me or I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm there for my clients and those types of things. So I have a really hard time like putting up that healthy boundary there. I'm working on it. It's still like a work in progress. But I think that's definitely my biggest thing that leads me to burn on a lot is that I don't have good boundaries with taking time off and taking those breaks that I need. So we've talked about that. So how can you cope with burnout? I'm going to tell you first off, there's no insecure for it. I'm sorry, there's not. The best way to deal with it is to kind of identify that you're feeling burnt out 
and then working to lessen the symptoms that are that like kind of accompany with it. Like, if you're feeling exhausted, making sure you're getting the appropriate amount of rest, whether that means setting a timer, making a schedule around your sleep. This is something that I do for my own sanity. There's, like, a, um, a sleep setting on your, at least I know there is on the iPhone, so there's, like, a sleep setting thing you can set. I believe it's in settings. There is, yeah, it's the focus thing. You can do, like, I have this that comes on it, like, do not disturb, and it comes on, I believe, like... 10 45 every night because i'm i'm a night owl i'm up late <laughs> just because well, i still don't have to be in work till 11 30 but like it's especially helpful during the summertime when i have earlier hours so i set that for do not disturb i set it every night and then it basically like turns off all the alerts off on my phone and only like there's options you can do where like allowing notifications from certain people or like if certain people call me like it will let that come through but otherwise like it turns everything off and it's like unless like it's an emergency you you're not going to get hold of me because i'm going to be like my phone's like no no calls you need to sleep and it allows me to focus on sleep better because i do have issues with allowing myself to like get off my phone at night but then and the other thing I like is the sleep focus thing. It gives me, like, reminders of, like, I usually try to get myself in bed by midnight, like, 11.30 midnight. So, what you can do is you can set a schedule on it. Like, I start, like, it sets a reminder at, like, 10.45 every night, like, okay, it's time to start winding down. And then it kind of reminds me, like, hey, you need to start getting ready for bed if I'm not already in bed. Because a lot of times now, like, I'm in bed early. <laughs> because I'm tired. But, like, it gives me the time to 10.45 and it's like, hey it's time to go to bed. And I love that for me. It's super helpful. And I'm sure there's apps that do that as well. But for me, like having that, like I said, if you're an iPhone user and you have trouble with like getting a sleep schedule, use this to get you on a sleep schedule. Sleep schedules are so freaking important. Highly recommend it, especially if your mental health isn't great or you have like insomnia like I do. Like it's super, super important. And I've learned to prioritize my sleep because when my me my mental health is 99% of the time, not 99% of the time, but like probably 50 to 60% of the time caused from me not sleeping long enough. If I don't get enough sleep, my mental health makes sure I make bleh, makes sure that I know it. And it's like, mm -mm, you didn't get enough sleep. I'm going to like be a little asshole all day. <laughs> and it's so annoying. And the other thing too, though, making sure like you want to be getting enough sleep because as we stated earlier, you're more susceptible to injury, to injuries, to illness when you're sleepy, when you're tired, when you're overtired, especially when you don't sleep enough for a long period of time. Another thing that can be helpful for not just like exhaustion, but for like calming your mind is practicing mindfulness on a daily basis or at least a regular basis. It helps you to refocus on what's in your control and less on what you can control. If you're having trouble just like doing it by yourself or you need like a kickoff point, highly recommend that you find one of the many apps out there. There's Headspace, there's Calm app, Insight Timer, there's so many different ones. Or go Google on YouTube. It takes like two seconds to go on YouTube, type in mindfulness meditation, mindfulness practice. So many things pop up. It's super, super easy. And it they're, I love them because they walk you through it and it's like they don't just like sit there and go like... They don't just throw you into it. It kind of walks you through it and it's very helpful. But like I said, the main ones I use are the Calm app and then anything from Belleruth Napristack. You can Napristack, you can find her on iTunes 
or not iTunes, on like Apple, all the different ones. And she's just, I love her voice. She's super soothing. And just like something about the way she speaks, it's just, it's very calming and it helps you to like relax and get a clear mind. The last thing I'm going to mention is creating healthy boundaries, which is something I mentioned before that I really struggle with. This can be creating healthy boundaries with, like I said, not just people, but situations. Like I said, I struggle with this a lot. I think it's super important to create healthy boundaries with people, with yourselves, because if you don't, you're more susceptible to in- to illnesses. I cannot say that the right way today. <laughs> like, you're just more susceptible to things. And you're allowing yourself to not be taking care of yourself because sometimes we really do just need a break from our everyday lives to just relax and chill and just like take some time to yourself. And sometimes there is such a thing as just too much togetherness and too much just doing of the same thing that you need a break from all of that. So I want to leave you with something that I tell a lot of my clients because I say this because a lot of times with clients and with different people, I tend to get a lot of people that are like caretakers and people that are like, want to, like especially with some of the kids, they feel like they need to take care of people. They feel like they need to take care of their families. And we try to tell them like, that's not your job. But we also try to explain to them how you have to take care of yourself first. You Because at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of these other people and take care of your responsibilities because you're going to be so run down and burnt out that you're not going to be capable of doing those things. So you have to put yourself first and take care of yourself, whether that be doing the self-care, whether that be taking the time off, taking off the time that you deserve to have off, doing those things because they matter and because they help you to feel better about yourselves and they help you to refresh so you can go back and do your job even better because if you do burnout for too long your mental health your physical health is going to deteriorate and it's not going to be great so then today you have to take care of yourself and create the healthy boundaries sleep enough do all of those things and on that note it's late i need to get back on my sleep schedule and get to bed because it is about 11 o'clock my time right now. So thank you for listening. I'd love some feedback. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so freaking much for listening. If you connected with any part of the episode today, I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram story. Also, make sure to tag me in it so I can thank you for sharing and showing the podcast some love. I am so incredibly grateful for you allowing me to be a part of your daily routine. So until next time, remember, it gets easier.